0: listening to OWC Radio, episode 63,
1: the post-CES episode. Hello everyone, welcome again to another episode of OWC Radio. This is episode number 63, the post-CES show. And I have to say right off the jump that some of us are a little sick from uh, our travels, so if there's the occasional sniffle or cough apologize, but <clears throat> sorry, there you go. Uh, we're going to do our best to get through this. We wanted to bring you the news as quickly as possible, and health be damned. So I'm your host, Grant. Uh, around the table are the usual suspects, OWC Mike, OWC Chris S., and jumping right into C, yes we introduced eight new products at the show. Boy, if you haven't seen the media coverage, and there was a plethora of that there, uh, we introduced a, a new Enterprise SSD. It's called the Enterprise Pro 6G. Available for pre-order now in capacities from 50 gig up to 400 gig. Prices starting from $629. 7 year warranty. Uses eMLC synchronous NAND. And the really cool thing about it is the Paratus power technology. It, in the event of a power interruption, enables the drive to continue its write that are in cache and then shut itself down properly. So this is really for IO-intensive, mission-critical applications. Really, there is no finer SSD on the market for when your data is of utmost importance.
2: Well, oh, I'd love one of those in my uh, Rack Pro at home, well, yeah. just simply because I my my neighborhood tends to lose power.
1: <laughs> well, you know when we were talking about it to people, I mean, we it, it would be I don't want to say overkill, but it just would be for the you know the whole package. It's it's really beyond what most even power users need. I mean, this is really for data mm-hmm. centers, SMBs, production studios. I mean, those that really are just tasking the drive with continuous read-writes and and really almost going 24-7 operation with the drive. Yeah, but
2: there's nothing wrong with a little overkill from time to time.
3: Well, I suppose you can put a supercharger on a Pinto, too. (laughs) Sounds like Chris needs a battery backup versus an Enterprise SSD. Well, yeah,
2: but that would cost money.
1: All right, moving along, we've got the... Got the grip stand station. Uh, whose idea was it for me to host anyway? With this cough, I should have been the sidekick. They didn't delegate their duties. So I don't know. <laughs> I guess Grant doesn't trust
3: <laughs>
1: the grip stand station. It allows you to store, charge, and sync up to eight iPads or iPad twos. We have a model for each one of the iPads, and it's a perfect companion for the grip stand product that safely and sconces your iPad as well as uses a unique kind of handle that lets it function both as a hand grip and as a prop or stand so you can look at the iPad uh, vertically or uh, in uh, landscape mode. That's on special right now for 379 incredibly useful for schools, retail environments, anywhere where you have a multi-iPad user environment and you really don't have any place to charge or store them. And secure them. Well, and that's true. You're right. I forgot about that. We have a security bar feature that literally you're going to have to probably walk out with the desk if you have this thing bolted down to it. So there are many other options on the market, but... The reason I'm pointing that out is most of them start at 1200 and go on up. So last time I checked, the educational system wasn't exactly, uh, you know, having dollars fall out of their Lost pockets. cash. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So uh, grip stand station is the affordable solution to your iPad charging and storage needs. Moving right along, uh, we'll go into probably the hit of CES for both us as well as really at the show. It was the darling of our booth, and that's the power to you it's the first and only UL listed home safe AC USB wall outlet.
2: Okay, in English that means that it's a wall outlet that you can also that also has USB ports that you can plug in your devices to.
1: Well, and that's funny because and here's a little I guess show insight for the listeners I was standing at the uh, counter, and I don't think you guys even heard about this. Maybe you did. And I just happened to be standing there, and, and there was like four or five people about five feet off of the booth, and they weren't like looking at the booth. They just like had an impromptu meeting there. So I saw the one guy's badge, and I said, boy, I bet Walmart could sell the hell out of the first and only UL listed. And then I went into the whole. and he goes, <laughs> well, I heard first and only, and I didn't hear the rest. I said, well, come on over, and I'll tell you the rest. So, yeah, it is it is a mouthful, but... As as OWC Chris says, it's it's an AC and USB wall outlet. It it fits into your wall. It's it's not a plug-in or a wall wart. It really truly is the modern way to turn your walls into a charging station. Some really cool features to it. When you unplug your USB cable or plug, the safety shutters close and that shuts off the power to the USB port. So there's no vampire power. You can charge four devices at once, and as I like to say, if you put it in your kitchen, now you don't have to choose between coffee and charging. You can have both. And with pricing at $27.99 for one or $22 for two or more, how can you go wrong? It's really the modern way to turn your walls into attractive charging stations.
3: Yeah, I mean, what's nice about it is that I first showed a few friends, like, oh, yeah, we have those, and they thought I was talking about a GFCI protected outlet. I'm like, no, no. Look closer because the shutters actually hide the USBs really well. So it's there when you need it, but doesn't like sit there and scream, I'm a USB hole or anything like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> USB hole, hey, there's a, there's we, a podcast. I, path. I, th- I think That's we, a, that was our a first podcast,
3: podcast, podcast together. Yeah. it was. So yeah, it also decoratively looks nice and it, look, it almost looks like it's not there. Exactly. Yeah. So I was actually there surprised when how
2: it. easily it actually went into the wall. I did the install video for it and. When I was putting it in, it's like, oh, wow, this is a lot easier than I thought it would be. Yeah, just it's really kind of cool. That so you, long as you have the right size box. You know,
1: it really brings your house or your residence, whatever, into kind of the, the new age. So you can clean up those walls, no more wall warts, cables, etc. cetera.
3: Let's face it, if you're a family with, like, every kid having a, a cell phone or a smartphone and then an iPad or whatever or a digital camera you just want to charge or whatever yep. or a GPS unit you want to charge, you've got USB devices hanging around your house.
1: Hey, it's back. If you're wondering what I mean, it's MiniStack. When we first introduced that product in 2005, it was an immediate hit, probably one of the best-selling external drives ever introduced to the Mac market, Uh, but it's more than a drive. We have two different models. We have the MiniStack Max, which is a four-in-one product. Now, you know you lost your optical drive on the new Minis. Well, this has an optical drive. It also has a front panel SD card reader, unlike the mini, which has that back one. So no more fumbling around trying to figure out how to read the cards. Also, get up to a four terabyte drive. And then, as I was joking around at the show, sometimes the best view is from behind. It has a, a USB powered hub, including one port that actually has two amp output, so you can fully charge your iPad. Along with what we're known for is our quad interface of FireWire and eSATA connectivity. So. Mac, PC, whatever. I mean, it's, it's, it shares the footprint of the Mac Mini, but it'll work great with any Mac or PC. But it doesn't
2: have Thunderbolt.
1: Yeah, well, there's, you know, I, I can't <laughs> say why it doesn't. Obviously, as a developer and relying on other development partners, we have to choose our words carefully. So if you want to read into that and you want to look into why perhaps there aren't just Thunderbolt products screaming off the shelves right now, the information is out there. I suggest you just look into it. And you know, yeah, will we have Thunderbolt in 2012. Sure, we will. There's just a reason why we don't have it right now. But regardless of Thunderbolt, you know, you know, that brings up maybe a, a different topic, and we'll have to get into that more later. But it all depends on what you really need it for your workflow. I mean, everyone wants to go fast, mm-hmm. but do you can, need it? Can
3: you? utilize it. First or last, baby, first or last. <laughs> so, but we'll get more into that later, but Yeah, a oh, small point on that is if you look out there for single drives or Thunderbolt driven, I don't think you'll find one out there. You're correct. So, it's all RAID devices and all that due to the overhead. We'll get into it later though.
1: Yeah. The other mini stack is just a quad interface external drive, you know, so if you don't need the optical, the powered hub whatever, but you just need extra storage, Again, shares the footprint of the Mini, fits right underneath it, but ideal Actually, for a both Max or of those would
2: be, For those of you who do a home theater, if you get a Mini as a uh HTPC, hmm. this fits right underneath it. It's nice and quiet, works really nice for that kind of setup. Yeah, adding a lot of extra storage. Yeah, adding a lot of extra storage, same footprint as the Mini. It all fits nice together, it looks good in your stereo cabinet. Well, and it takes
3: a 3.5-inch drive, right. so you could really yeah, add like three terabyte four four terabyte
2: four terabyte and then you stack them up yep Mm -hmm. and if you get the mini stack max with the uh optical drive you throw a blu-ray drive in there then all of a sudden you've got all all sorts of options
1: right and we're going to offer that as a solution down the road so Mm -hmm. i mean we'll we'll probably do kits where you can add your own drives as well as you know you know plug and play right from the box Mm -hmm.
2: i was always a big fan of the original mini stacks and this is just a to me a, a natural extension
1: cool Next on the list of we're talking about storage, it's a completely new line for us, the Jupiter Mini SAS line. It's basically taking the ease of use of DAS or direct attached storage, adding the speed of mini sas, which is twenty-four gigabit per second, and creating a SAN or storage area network that's scalable, highly reliable, and most importantly, way more price competitive than traditional fiber options. In fact, most fiber infrastructures start out at around $24,000, whereas Jupiter infrastructure will start at $5,000. So there's a lot of information on it and really aimed at small business market, enterprise, you name it. So uh, check that out on our site as well.
3: And pretty much anywhere you need rack-based storage, you yeah. need- a lot of it and have it reliable. Well, there is a tower, too. We have
1: eight and 16-bay towers, right. too. But what we were showing, and we had those at CES, but what really was catching people's eyes were the rack. I mean, it was right. just like, wow, it was impressive. It's it's all-new look for us. It's all blue. We have this huge storage rack that the uh, product was in. I'm sure there's pictures of it online, especially the media coverage of it. It's
3: cheaper than everything else out there by just exponentials. Mm-hmm. And it's faster than everything else. Right, right. So you get best of both worlds. You're not like, oh, I have to sacrifice. No, you're not sacrificing. You're getting the fastest.
1: Yeah, that's true. Because I, I, fa- base fiber channel, or even the best fiber channel, is 8 gigabit per second. So this is three times, up to three times faster than fiber. So mm-hmm. faster, less expensive, what's not to like? No-brainer. Yeah.
2: And it's also, it also seems to be fairly simple to expand, which is nice. The yeah, exactly. Is, yeah. is always a big factor, especially in small to medium businesses where yeah. you're growing.
1: Yeah, good point. It, it has a variety of options, hubs, switches, and what we call expander units, which are just basically uh, enclosures with more drives. Yeah. So We don't want you throwing it out. We want you using it for a long time. Yeah. One of our graphics showed, and, and I, you know, Mike uh, here and I work uh, closely on a lot of our show stuff, uh, we wanted to show that whether you're a business of two people or 200, Jupiter makes sense for you, and you can grow into that 200-person business, and Jupiter will grow, grow along with you. All right, moving along in storage, um, the Elite Mini Pro, uh, while it's been a great performer and great seller, we gave it a refresh with two new interfaces. It now has USB 3.0 and 6 G E Sata. want 600 megabyte a second now in a bus-powered portable drive. We keep pushing the envelope with our interfaces. Yeah, so I can hear the detractor say, what about Thunderbolt? Uh, but, you know, for those that are actively and widely supported and available, that's what and we're offering, just
2: on one line of machines, correct, or one brand machine,
1: correct. And then rounding out the uh, introductions at CES was the Mercury Aura Envoy, and you might be like, "Well, that's kind of a cool name. What's that about?" Well, we introduced the 480 gigabyte SSD for the MacBook Air. You know, we, as you know, or you may not know, we're the only SSD aftermarket manufacturer for the MacBook Air and we used to have a 120 and 240 6G now we have a 480 and we had some other options but we said you know what we really want to create something really cool for the MacBook Air so the Envoy uh, we had it codenamed the wedge because it actually shares the contours and taper of the MacBook Air it's for retasking your factory drive so when you do an upgrade with OWC you take your factory drive out, and most times when people do that, they just put it in a sh- uh, drawer or up on a shelf. Well, this allows you now to get a new bus-powered external SSD-powered drive. It looks really cool. It'll be available in March. It's 49 bucks. Uh, again, another hit
2: of CES. And if you want to make your salesperson giggle, just call it the Power Wedgie. <laughs>
4: Stay up to date between podcasts on all the latest news by visiting the OWC blog at blog.maxsales.com.
1: Now that we're done telling you about what happened in our booth at CES, let's talk about uh, some of the news that went on in other booths. There was a lot of discussion about Thunderbolt and products being announced at CES, and according to DigiTimes, there are several first-tier vendors that are readying Thunderbolt-equipped motherboards, and Intel has cooperated with Apple this year in order to speed up the standardization of Thunderbolt. As interest in Thunderbolt has continued to grow, Intel has readied the technology for quote, public use. Do we have Thunderbolt devices yet? Do <laughs> we have Thunderbolt devices yet? <laughs> well, uh, as I'd have to say, you know, CES... Um, there How about a- now? Do we have Thunderbolt devices yet? <laughs> <laughs> okay. You've made your point. Yes, and we've been inundated on the blog and in emails. You know, announcing and shipping, folks, are two different things. And one thing you'll learn about OWC is when we announce, we also have a date. All the products that we announced at CES have a March date. If uh, unless and they're already, already. Yeah, some are shipping already or have a pre order basis or whatever. So we could play the same game, play in the vi- vaporware game, but you know, that that's from top on down, from O W C Larry on down. We don't like that stuff. You know, we're we're just not gonna be out there, you know
2: three words duke Nukem forever. <laughs>
1: exactly. Why why is everyone so crazy about Thunderbolts? I mean, boy, there's a there's a, well, a hour long discussion. There's
3: a lot of promise in it. I mean, my key point is no one's worked it into anybody's workflow yet, so we're not holding yet back people. But it's one- the
2: future. It
3: is the future, but it, it's the future later. It's the future in the future. It's not the future now because they pre-released it so early.
2: But there's this port on my <laughs> I
3: know. my
2: Mac that's not being used, and we gotta plug it in there because it's faster. You
3: know, just have fun with your Display Port and just plug that in.
2: But it's faster. Well,
1: as you pointed out earlier, there's not one single drive solution on the market. I mean right. it's so there's a reason for that
3: folks well, and, it's going to cost a lot more I yeah. mean do you want your single solution I don't I don't know totally the price points on them but it's going to
1: cost more Well than... it's it's 20 it, from what I read it's 20 dollars <laughs> per device um, Sony says they're going to use, and I'm like, okay, I didn't know Sony was yeah. still in the PC market, but I yeah. <laughs> guess they are. Intel has confirmed that Acer and Asus Tech will use in 2012. So mm-hmm. it's good to see this. Right. It's you know. it's
3: good news because yeah. it's the first time ever we really had a, a common interface that has so much overhead. Before, mm-hmm. the inter- we were always, well, it's the fastest we can go, so it goes X amount faster, and the drives can still go faster. Now there's all this overhead. But that's if you need it, though. I know if I want it for my time machine, I don't need a Thunderbolt drive for my time machine. Right. I can do a USB 2.
2: Mm-hmm. You know. Exactly the point. The, the the people, you know, foaming at the mouth over uh, Thunderbolt It's like, really, how much data are you moving?
3: But, when, but the people that do need it when they finally get that capacity at a certain price point? Right. That's but awesome. Yeah. they just got to get but there.
2: If you, if, you, if you need that kind of bandwidth, you're going mm-hmm. with a RAID device anyway. Mm-hmm. Good point. Right. You know, and I, I've I've asked this on
1: the blog, but you know, here's here's a just open ended question for all the listeners. You know, hit us at podcast at maxsales.com. dot com. How are you going to incorporate Thunderbolt into your workflow? Where do you see this making a difference for you that current interfaces are not supporting you in?
3: Really want to know that. And going further with the adoption of Thunderbolt, yeah, it's still new. I want you to. For, there's a lot of people who've got on the Apple bandwagon in the last like five years. And so they're not used to introducing a new interface. Yeah, USB 2.0 was new to 1.0. USB 3.0 was new to 2.0, but it was built-on interface. It's tacked on, so it's pretty much it gets added to the motherboard. You got the new cable, and you're good to go. This is something a little bit different. It's like the introduction of USB altogether. And back in the day, I mean, Jobs was panning it for about a year and a half. Not panning it, but a plugging for it. saying, Oh, look at all these USB printers and all these USB cameras using this USB interface that they introduced with the original iMac. So it takes a little while to get a brand new interface out there. When it does, it's awesome. And it's expanding get there. on
2: that, that was yeah. actually the point I was going to make, yeah. is the USB stuff really didn't start to really take off until it started becoming more common on PCs. Right, around 0102. Yeah, it was introduced it, in 99. Yeah. yeah. So once it actually hits on the P- PC end of things, then, yeah, we'll, we'll see hmm. economy of scale coming into
1: place. Mm-hmm. I think that might actually be a flip this time. You'll actually see USB 3.0 implemented on PCs, and they are, it already is, and then you'll see Apple adopt it eventually. And that's why, you know, some people are saying, why are you adding USB 3? There's not one Mac that has USB 3. Well, just wait. Actually, you're future the next,
2: the next series of uh, motherboards, I believe, supports it. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Ivy Bridge, right? Yeah. 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 Well, it's one of those things, too. Why wait for it to be on a Mac to put it in our product? You can just get it now, and then when it comes out eventually, or if you take it over to a friend's house that has a PC, or on your PC, you can use it. Right. It doesn't add any cost to it. In fact, it might even make it cheaper because the USB three boards are now out there, and the USB two ones are yeah. It's going not away, like you
2: can't so. use your USB three right. drive on a USB two port. Yeah,
3: okay. I have a couple of USB three drives, but I'm I'm not using them in USB three capacity. But I'm just backwards it in and compatible, them. folks. Yep. Backwards compatible. So we'll get there. <laughs>
4: Up to the minute information on all the happenings and goings on at OWC by following our Twitter feeds at MacSales or at OWC Radio. Okay,
1: well, let's talk about perhaps a niche that, with all the success of iPad and MacBooks and portable devices, we forget that there's still a desktop component to Apple.
2: What, Apple makes desktop
1: computers? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Well, all-in-one desktop computer sales grew 39% in 2010 to reach 14.5 million units. And among those desktop sales, Apple accounted for thirty two point nine percent, making it the single largest all-in-one PC maker in the world.
3: Well that means is IMAC.
1: Yeah. yeah. Well yeah, because that made that was about thirty-three percent of all of all in one PC sales. So mm-hmm.
3: what do we think the uh,
1: the future is for the desktop, for Apple and, and the industry?
2: Well my concern is there's also rumors that the success of the iMac and the now Relative power that they're cramming into the iMac is that we're going to lose the Pros, Mm -hmm. the Mac Pro, uh, which is unfortunately the only expandable Mac that they currently have out there. Now, the Thunderbolt. Easily
1: expandable. Yeah,
2: easily expandable. Now, now the the, the Thunderbolt people, we keep ragging on them. I'm one of them, though.
3: I like Thunderbolt. uh, It, It promises a lot for the iMac.
2: There, there's the option because it's, it's basically a mini PCIe interface, or it has a PCIe interface, where you can actually install PCI cards into like an external enclosure, so you can still expand out. Mm-hmm. But that's an extra box added to the iMac, mm-hmm. um, as opposed. Albeit
3: one smaller than a Mac Pro.
2: Mm-hmm. As opposed to having. Well, wow, that was dismissed. that? <laughs> I was like, eh.
3: <laughs> as, anyway, as opposed to
2: having an actual tower where you can put the cards just right in without an extra box floating around.
3: Well, my Mac, you can't put any cards in, though.
2: No, you can't. Right. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. But if they discontinue the Mac Pro, right? They haven't yet. Then though. they then they don't. Well, but that's what the that's what the rumor is. I,
1: I dug into this a little bit, and there's some numbers that I got to share here. That and it's it's hypothesis numbers, nonetheless. But it it but well, when you hear them, it makes a lot of sense. All right, so. In 2010, there was 1.24 million desktops sold. In quarter for, Q4, by the way. 14. Q, Q4 of 2010, 1.24 million. All right. Q4 of 2011, 1.28 million. So there was a 3% increase. However, if you look at that, the iMac was up 33%. Then the iMac and the Mini really are carrying the Mac
2: Pro. Mac Pro must right. be d- declining significantly. Right,
3: Mac Pro's. Definitely a niche and, product. Well, the the other it, thing—it is a
2: niche product, but it is an important niche in right. that it's all all your uh, graphics professionals, your uh, especially your uh, motion video and uh, audio.
3: What I want to point out, though, Apple's been growing for so long, so your long fanboys like myself, or who've been around a while with Apple, have always been used to Apple being the underdog. I mean, this information's huge. Apple's number one as far as a PC segment—unheard of. So the Mac Pro. Could be considered a niche of the current exponential growth. I'd argue that the Mac Pro is still the same size it was before in market. The iMac and Mac Mini are adding on to Apple's market share, mm. so they still have that core group contingent who still need a Mac Pro.
1: But it comes down to profitability. And let's face yeah. it they they didn't hesitate in X and Xserve. Right. So well, uh, the Mac Pro has
3: to be profitable. They charge so much for it.
2: Yeah. And the <laughs> Xserve was even was an even more of a niche product yep. than. Uh, yep.
3: And, and what Apple will really need to do, if they want to get rid of the Mac Pro because the iMac's so powerful, they need to make an iMac that doesn't require a service call to change out the hard drive. The hard drive has to be user-replaceable. It is not. It has to be user-serviceable in some fashion or another.
2: Or at the very least, just, okay, a mini tower. Mm-hmm. Maybe not one quite well, so huge. Okay, Maybe we say one it optical has to drive.
1: be, but, you know, they're, they're they'll again. Dump it. Yeah. Yeah, they'll you know,
2: dump it. Apple will <laughs> do what Apple wants to do. Well, what, what's a shame now,
3: if, if you were to do a Pro shop like let's say if i were let's say if i were to uh make my own agency or something i would buy all laptops because laptops are the most user serviceable hmm. you can take out the drives you can add an ssd with a data doubler you know and keep a hard drive and an ssd in there you have two hard drives if you need that capability it's they're the most user serviceable and with thunderbolt thunderbolt port i can hook up two monitors i only need one plus the laptop anyway but i mean it's pretty sad if you're Laptop is so much more user serviceable than your iMac that someone who's willing to open a pro shop like me would say, "Don't get the iMac." Yeah. And iMac has a gorgeous display, so you. I mean, it's, it's a shame the unit. It's just almost there. So, and with them taking over that much in PC sales, that's huge for Apple people. People that are fanboys like myself, like, wow. So you're number one. So what's that feel like? I get used to that. So the consensus is the future is very cloudy for the Mac
2: Pro. Hmm. <laughs>
4: Have a question about something discussed or looking for the links referenced in this episode? Visit the OWC blog at blog.maxsales.com for the links or to leave a public comment.
3: All right, still heavy in the rumor, not announced at CES at all, is Apple is still rumored to come out with a 32, 37, and I'll even expand on it, maybe a 50 and a 55-inch Apple tv tv not an apple tv little tv thing but actual flat screen with apple tv or something or siri built inside of it now what's funny on other side news if you watch at ces all the other tv makers were like oh my god apple's gonna do this apple's gonna do this everyone in ces was scared of apple and apple wasn't even there So all the TV makers are trying to build an Android and build in the internet-connected TV and really just make TVs really complicated for people that just want to watch the (laughs) current TV.
2: My basic response to this question was, Why?
3: I mean, Well, if you have an Apple TV, I could see why Apple wants to integrate it. I would probably choose. Well, I've got vendor. the I've
1: got the why answer. Yeah. Well,
3: right. Apple TV works. They're going
1: to do what they did to the music industry, to TV. It's going to be a pay-per-prescription pers- or pay-per-download content. And yeah, but the problem. This is actually that. codenamed ITV, by the way. Well, that was also what
3: Apple TV was codenamed.
1: Right. Though. But <laughs> there's also some legacy here. Jobs told his biographer that he, quote, cracked the problem of building a TV right before he
3: died. No, building a TV that was usable. Well, yeah. There's a little difference there. So Siri, turn my TV on. Yeah. Yes, master.
1: But, okay, (laughs) want comedy, you know, and then select. And then, you know, the only thing that I'm looking at it is, is that, and I was reading this, you know, you're going to choose customized content. And, you know, again, it's going to do for content providers what this did for the music industry now independent, you know, indie guys that are putting out that B grade movie or whatever are gonna have huge exposure. You're not you're not limited mm-hmm. to running a pilot and having the major networks give you their blessing. You're gonna find some really cool like I don't know if you guys ever watched Portlandia, shameless plug, but it's really kind of cool. And yeah they've got some big names on there, but that's more of an indie kind of project out there. And I think it's on IFC channel if I'm not mistaken. But it's it's like Twin Peaks was or I mean it's just it's kinda odd but it's cool. And you're gonna find more, you know, directors and producers that just could never Crack Hollywood, I guess, able to create their own
2: content and people enjoy it. I guess the main thing that I have a problem with is probably the same thing that I had a problem with a lot of the things like Lion being download only or pretty much anything having to do with you know, oh, look at all these great iPad features is that it assumes a broadband connection. I mean, let's face it. If you if you're yes, stuck Chris, on yes, but what what have listeners told you to do? Move. <laughs> <laughs> and I will gladly move as soon as our send listeners send your check s- table s- to Chris. Yeah, and... <laughs> as soon as those <laughs> listeners send me a check, I'll be I'll be glad to. Uh... I mean, it's it's all
3: rumor stuff, but I mean, okay, I I can get if they make the TV easier to use, set up, and calibrate, or maybe it comes with its own calibration stuff or whatever to make it work. But I don't. I go back to the whole. Pay for every minute of TV you're watching. Just mm-hmm. insert the quarter thing here, the quarter slot here. There's such a thing as browsing. And mm-hmm. with DirecTV yeah, or you Comcast, to... you get to browse. I don't want to pay $2.99 to browse whales in the Arctic or something. I just want to watch it and see what it's like. If I don't like it, I change the channel. It doesn't cost me $2.99 to do so. Because you want to go to two polar bears, don't you? Yes. So,
0: <laughs>
3: There you go. Anyway. I don't think we know the full picture yet, so be, I always like to walk a mile in the shoes first. So it's interesting that all the other manufacturers, just by Apple having a rumor out there, and it, it, who knows if it's Apple out there, but someone rumored about this and, like, they're going to integrate Apple TV. It's like, yeah, you take a $100 box, slap it in a TV, and it's integrated. <laughs> and they're all running around like crazy. We've got to put Android in ours. We've got to put Android in ours. We've got to put Android in ours. Never mind malware. We've got to put Android in ours. So it's, it's just interesting that with a mere rumor, CS goes all in upheaval for almost every TV being internet integrated before Apple is, and who knows what Apple's going to come out with? It just might be an easier way to integrate with everything. TiVo integrates with your Comcast selection of show me this, so you're still watching cable mm. while you're using the TiVo. So perhaps they're doing that. They well, might I'm be hoping integrating. That's what it is, because yeah.
1: the, the other thought or you know hypothesis. Is that this is going to merge the internet and uh, broadcast? And well, it might. You know, one person even had that. You know, you'd basically be at, you'd be able to interact with others about what you're watching, say via Twitter. Now, I'm not going to go on my curmudgeon rant right now, man. When I'm watching something, the hell with interacting with anybody other than my family or my own thoughts. When I'm watching, I don't want to see what's. So- this is really
3: stupid. We should watch something else. I, I, well, but can- you got to no know Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs has said before, we don't want to have you browse the web while you 're watching TV because the interface is different you 're eight feet away or more from your TV versus three feet away from your monitor it 's a different active environment you 're in a different modal, so he knew that already going into it, so it might be more of Siri show me the news channels select this one okay Siri show me and that way instead of browsing through 20 million channels it's like okay discovery food chill whatever all that stuff you go show Hope me the some horror parental channels.
1: controls on siri because if you say something like you know Siri, i'd like yeah. to see something with an adult theme that may not go over well in a household right. family like-
3: there'll always be parental controls so though. you can set them up with your direct TV Leap- night box so, yeah
1: exactly
3: <laughs> it's just funny that apple being this giant now just with a mere rumor can swing the entire TV industry. Well, yeah, because they've created category killers.
1: They, yeah. The music, tablet, I mean, what's... Well, what, music's what is, arguably okay, different, Okay, they got two front,
3: frontiers yeah. left, I'm yeah. thinking, really, and it's, it's TV and then space. Well, m- music's a different bag than TV, though, because video is always a little different. People yeah. watch, sit down and watch their program for the hour it's on or the half hour after Tivoing and skipping commercials or something like that. So there, music there, there's music is often in the background. Right, yeah. And music, you also want to switch songs. Oh, I don't like this one today. Oh, I don't like this one today. So every two or three minutes, you have a, a request. With TV, it's a little longer on different uh, space between the requests needed.
1: Good point. Yeah.
3: So we'll see what happens. It's just amazing that Apple, being the giant they are, can now swing an entire CES show.
4: about all the latest products by joining our thousands of fans on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward OWC Max Sales.
2: And a little less in Las Vegas and theoretically more across the country, uh, Apple is planning on Little tiny Apple centers in the various Target stores across the country, similar to the ones that they have in Best Buy. This is actually part of a larger scheme of Targets' to approach of adding little boutique sections to their stores. The approach has worked for other product-retailer combos, and Apple's partnership with Best Buy is kind of an indicator. Uh, so what do you guys think? Good idea? Bad idea? Well, it's good. Who I mean, cares? They're not going
3: to open Apple stores everywhere. It would be nice if they opened one up in a... You know, the Crystal Lake, Woodstock area.
2: Oh, come on. There's one over in Deer Park. It's well, like 10 minutes away. Target has 17, <laughs> an
3: hour. You guys know me.
1: I'm always about the numbers. Target has 1,760 stores nationwide, and they're only planning on
3: doing this in 25 of those right. stores. So, and the, there'll be key markets you'll want to go to. The right. reason you'd, they'd want to come to McHenry County in Illinois is one of the faster growing counties in Illinois. So, yeah. if you're going to pick Illinois, might as well pick one of those counties.
1: Actually, it's one of the fastest growing. Uh, areas in the entire country, at least the Randall
3: Road corridor was. Right. So. so, well, that growth expansion exponential stays the same, but there's a lot of potential there as well. The odd
1: thing is, is, these are only supposed to, according to published reports, these stores are only supposed to stay open for six weeks and then be replaced by another concept store. So, they're planning on rolling them out this spring, and then I don't know how six weeks well, adds up to this, s- but then in fall,
3: stupid. they're going to do it. Well, let's that's, hey, see. That's, but they just take the store away and it no longer is at the store. Yeah. So, they get people used to buying there. Yeah. And visiting, and then they. Hey, it's wow. hey, no longer here. where do you want?
2: I, I go guess buy the question else. that I'm wondering is how often <laughs> do you buy new hardware?
3: Well, it's not just hardware. It, um, like the Apple Store and Best Buy, there's software. Like if I need, a, if I want like a brand new trackpad or something like that, I could, I could go there. Do you there. wear
2: out trackpads that quickly? <laughs>
3: No, it's when you first buy one, because none of my Macs came with a trackpad. So you go, okay, for my laptop, I want a trackpad, a Bluetooth keyboard, and all that stuff. So you buy the trackpad. You go up there. It was 10-minute drive. Trackpad's in my hands. I'm gone. So there's the other little peripherals. Or
1: You always, screw, you always call those peripherals again. Peripherals again. Yeah. Peripherals?
3: <laughs> yeah, my favorite peripherals. The short, lazy version of Peripherals. But Or cables. This, I got my DisplayPort cable from them, and it was reasonably priced,
2: whatever. But the, uh, the way you said it was, yeah, I'm used to buying all my peripherals there. Well,
1: I wonder if Target will offer a gift card when you have to buy that overpriced Thunderbolt cable for $50. But
3: I digress. <laughs> anyway, there, there's, there's the other items there, too. And there's also market share. I mean, yeah. if you go to the Target now, they have a decent area as far as cases and all that goes for iPads and iPhones. Mm-hmm. But, again, these are things you buy once, these aren't things. Cases that, you don't necessarily buy ones. Though. But, you get but your you're browsing.
1: You've one. got that family pack of right. toilet paper there. Little Johnny is beating on his sister with uh, the spatula. And, you know, mom's got to pick up that case or that
3: cable. I mean, look at the Apple store like in Woodfield. That place is always busy. You go at 8 o'clock in the morning right when they're opening. They're busy. This only store across the way has the people who work there standing around doing nothing. And it's like, how the heck are they this busy? And they just are. They have they have things coming in events. Not to say that Target's going to be an Apple store. They don't have the events or the training that's going on but you will have someone who actually knows something about Mac there. Ah, something um, that you... Because the best comment I
1: saw about this whole thing is, since these are considered mini-stores, someone wondered out loud if they're going to have mini-geniuses
3: at these stores. No, because the Best Buy's don't have mini-geniuses. I can talk my way around those yeah. morons and a oh, day Oh god, that's,
2: that, so, that's actually some fun I Sometimes I'll just wander into the Best so Buy and start messing with you them. Wrong Mac
1: questions? You've actually put an exclamation <laughs> on... My point on all this is that Apple owns the experience. Why cheapen it? I mean, at this point... If you can fog a mirror in this country, if you don't know that there's such a thing as an Apple Store, I, I don't know if I want to be on the same road with you. It's just reach, yeah. though. Yeah, they I, can't I, make it of, everywhere. I'm going to
2: have to agree with Grant here. It's if you're going to,
3: they pulled out a Macworld. Why? Because they are Macworld. Right. They, yeah. they, they are. Every day for them is Macworld. There's World. something to be said for the impulse buy. some people don't think you'll impulse buy a MacBook Air for a thousand bucks, some people will. Wow. Yes, I want to but I don't roll think with those people. Target. <laughs> I want to impulse buy that Ferrari yeah. over there. You, were, you might have been thinking about it for a little while it's in the back of your head. Like, yeah, yeah, I'll get, I'll get it sometime and You're like, hey, you know what? Forget it. I'm going to pick it up and go here. I, I was getting I, my milk, and now I'm going to get a MacBook. Air. I want to see the husband when she comes home with that and say, "Look, honey, it could be the wife too." Yeah, you know, they're, they're just people who are out there who will just eventually go. Well, you know, I was going to buy it, and now I don't have to travel the distance, go to the store. It's here. It's the same price. I'm going to get okay, it. Okay, I'll give you that. Now, I would. I wish they would have more of the geniuses because yeah, I don't. I don't like the people at the my best buys who i've been to it's like i hear them talking to customers I'm like that's wrong that's wrong that's wrong
1: oh no this is a field trip we have to film this <laughs> this sounds like fun it is fun you can't film
3: it well you only get kicked out of a best buy well, face I can you can hide know. it you know it's like you're wrong sir <laughs> it'd be like my fucking girl i told you you were wrong <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Maybe baby Marito <laughs> oh yeah
2: like i said i go in there and i mess with them all the time And the nyquil has kicked it yeah i think i think it's a
3: good idea but it's just due to availability.
2: I always look at if you're going to buy something kind of high end, you'd want to go to a spe- specialist. What?
3: Uh, 25 stores? Why even? Well, that's a test case. Best Buy was a test case, too. All I got to say is Apple was burned by CompUSA. I don't know oh, if you yeah. remember that. Oh, yes, oh, I did. I remember. I'm like, ooh, great. Apple's going kind to of CompUSA. All remember. So I went to CompUSA <laughs> twice as much just to browse. And this stuff's thrown about. The cables are thrown about. And I get the guys going, well, you know what? A PC would be better than right over there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. This is a bad environment. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm it's not actually, buying from
2: you. Uh, the first the Apple's first run through Best Buy was much the same way.
3: Yeah. They just are tossed to the side. Yeah. So you need to have your dedicated. The staff. bottom screen up yeah. on
2: screen.
3: And it got uh, with the twenty five I'm guessing is a test number. Okay. So we'll see. You know. So we have a yay and two no's. Okay. I don't, I'm indifferent to it. All I'm not right. like yay, I'm like that's cool for availability, but I think it cheapens the brand. I mean, when when what? <laughs> Dude, the iPads in Walmart. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's yeah,
1: you don't see Carmax leasing Porsches. iPods are everywhere. You get you go to Walgreens.
3: <laughs> iPad headphones. You want iPad headphones? Yeah. iPod headphones. The iPod is just so everywhere. And then now the yeah, iPhone Yeah, but Apple iPads. makes things
2: other than iDevices.
3: Yeah, but you should see what the sales numbers are. You wouldn't yeah. think so.
4: Getting great deals? Always on the lookout for that hidden gem? Check out OWC's monthly garage sale at www.maxsales.com forward slash shops forward slash bargains.
3: In other Apple-related news, it uh, has been a report on Apple Insider 12% of iPad owners in the enterprise no longer use their laptop. Now, for a lot of people, that might be like, Oh, you know, the iPad can't replace a laptop, and it can't totally replace a laptop. I know from personal experience for all my web browsing and email, it's replaced my laptop for that. And that's like eighty-five percent of my laptop use at home. So I don't work off my laptop. I just kind of use it for my own creative needs or
2: whatever. I don't think I want to know about that Uh. (laughs) Photoshop (laughs) stuff like that. Yeah, we'll go with writing. Yes, sick
3: bastard. I mean, it's interesting news. I mean, in in enterprise, because enterprise was was the people when iPad first came out, they're the bastards, you know, emailing jobs. There's no reason for your tampon product or whatever the heck they want to call it. And so it's like, why are you railing so hard? And then you got these people buying it, going, oh. By the way, uh, related listener note, we were
1: very much in support of the term iPad, and you can research our blog about that. We thought it was a great name. Marketing 101, folks.
3: Yep. No, it's just interesting to see that actually that it could replace a lot of laptop use out there, especially in the enterprise market. I mean that just means Apple's gonna grow even more and more and more in the iPad realm. Now onto Apple News, not iDevice related, but Apple's brand itself jumps nine spots to become the eighth most valuable brand in the world. So let's run it off the list. Who's top? Number one's Coke, number two is IBM, number three is Microsoft, number four is Google. Number five is GE. Number six, McDonald's. Seven, Intel. And eight is Apple. Now, what's interesting is right below Apple now is Disney. So Apple surpassed
1: Disney. And now, is that what, a based on uh, market valuation of the company or cash holdings? or? As you know me, I'm a, the number. Yeah, estimate okay. a total value of okay. X billion. Well, the wild thing is, is in, and obviously. The most valuable on. brand. Okay. Not brand recognition. Ah, What's brand that? recognition so is always Coke.
3: valuable. Brand based on like... value. Of, okay, all, yeah. right. all right. If you were to sell the company, how much is it worth? Cool, man. <laughs> yeah, Coke's worth about like what a 100- hundred. Billion or $99 billion or something like that. Huh.
2: See. Quick question. They've now. done much
3: better than Pepsi with their uh,
1: diversity. Coke's number one, man. You know, what's cool is, is that chart. It's just you, you can say it, but when you look at this chart and you see the logos and the icons, and, and what's kind of surprised me is GE, really? I guess I just, I mean, no offense. I mean, it's cool to see that an old name is still up there,
3: but. Well, it's interesting but, when you look at the old, old world companies. You know, GE's been around a while. Coke's been around a long while. Then you got like the '50s, '60s companies like IBM and McDonald's, you know. And then after that, it's all tech: <laughs> Microsoft, Google, uh, Intel, Apple,
1: HP. Right below Disney, right? Yeah, but
3: that's that's going into the top ten. Yeah, you're yeah. talking about. But yeah, it's kind of a wash: four new, four older, older uh, companies. So interesting. Hmm. I mean, Coke is like severely number one, so you're not going to get there for a while. Let's see, Coke was seventy-one. Billion dollars and Apple at number eight is uh, thirty three. Oh, it's bargain. Yeah, you got thirty three billion dollars hanging around your pocket. I'm sure Apple's not for sale to anybody.
2: So. Quick question, what does this mean to the average end user?
3: Here's here's what it means. Okay, let's go back in time. He's going to tell you, 1998. Who did Apple have to take money from? Microsoft. Mm-hmm. 150 million dollars. That's a drop in the bucket now. That means Apple's going to be around a while. Mm-hmm. You don't have this this company you followed for so long. That struggled is now gangbusters and solid and now considered a top-tier brand in the whole world. Okay. That's Does that huge. change my end
2: experience? It can, yeah,
3: through market research, how much money they have to spend on research, the brain trust they can keep and hire and hire more on, and perpetuate the company and Steve Jobs' vision. Now, if, if Steve Jobs had died and the company was struggling, a whole different ballgame. You get to keep the products you're into and like. You get to know that they're going to be around a while. So that, that's a big deal.
4: Looking for the best deals on all your computer accessory needs? Join our mailing list and receive special offers created just for OWC subscribers at www.maxsales.com forward slash deals.
1: There's a story in the New York Times that video chat is reshaping domestic rituals. And that Skype and FaceTime and Google Chat has become a regular fixture in a growing number of homes. And, you know, so you can see, like, birthdays. Basically, you can catch up. You wouldn't have to, you know, have someone fly in on a plane ticket. And, you know, that they're kind of participating in children's daily lives, not just hearing about. So, you know, what do you guys think? Is it as prevalent as everybody says? And are you using it? Is it as great as they say?
2: Well, I'm not using it, mainly because, well, I don't have far-flung family that I need to go see, you know, some small child doing something. I also don't have broadband, which it kind of requires. Move,
3: tether, something. (laughs) All right, (laughs) well. uh, I would use it more. I know I would use it more (laughs) had I not had to support the family from afar on their computers. Ah. (laughs) You know, so if they had bought, like, what I told them to buy, like, a MacBook or a MacBook Pro or an iMac, be like, hey, just fire it up and it'll work. Right. Hello. But now they buy PCs that break every four months, and I'm not supporting that. But it'd be I would use it more if it were available.
1: I, you know, I I feel kind of cheated by this because I would like to, and because our families um, are an hour and a half away, and so with you know two kids and being involved in competitive swimming with weekend meets, there's just not a lot of time to really get together with families and. I, I do often think about this, and I would really would like to because I've I've used Skype for interviews for mm-hmm. OWC, and I really like it. And I right. think it's pretty cool. Um, I would like to use that, and I feel kind of cheated that both our you know my in laws as well as my own family are just so backwards when it comes to technology. And, and I hear you about the support because it would yeah. be more frustration. I would I, I would I would end up probably doing you know I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore and pitch the computer out of the house and say there now you don't have to worry right. about any video right. Because
3: you're spending an hour support call to get a five-minute video chat to work. Yeah, yeah. It's like, eh. but here's where it can change though and this is where the iDevice kind of changes how the world works a little bit. I would actually wait for my wife's mother in Florida to get an iPhone and be like, hey, cool, look up to your Wi-Fi and now instead of just calling, you can choose right. on, well, the, on the flip, you just yeah. FaceTime it. So then now it becomes as simple as a phone call. All right. And so at that point, I could see the calls going 50-50, well, here's my daughter and hi, and hi, grandma, instead of just voice, it's now a FaceTime right, right. conversation. So as that becomes more prevalent out there and, you know, yeah, FaceTime's only for iDevice now, but I mean, it's just it's just going to become more and more.
2: Of course, uh, if you read further into that uh, New York Times article, there's also a flip side to this is where it's taking the place of actual human interaction. Oh, bro. Well, yeah, you do have there's, that. There's like the, the guy who uh, divorced dad who's using FaceTime to see his daughter three times a week via FaceTime, mm-hmm. but not via... Person to person, not actually being there. It's almost he's using it as a panacea for.
3: Well, you're going to have that being issue, there. You're always going to have that issue, if, as opposed to never, not having a chance to be there in another. Well, few I see her. Yeah.
2: I see her three times a week. No, yeah. you don't. You look at. She looks at you on the screen, doesn't it? You're about as there as say SpongeBob. Okay, but it's. I mean, that'd take a whole other
1: conversation and it's more mm-hmm. social commentary. But I mean, you know. We'd have to find out, you know, what's his well, it distance. Well, fall into a social. Well, thing, what's now. what's his distance to the child? I mean, you know, if 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 it's still where he couldn't even spend any time, and he's moved away or she's moved away. You know, that's at least better than what you know some you know custody yep. things turn out to be. But I mean, if he's within a decent drive, I think I mean, he was
2: he was he was within a decent drive, and it was just that's a shame. Yeah. yeah.
3: Well, and it goes down to also—it's uh, it's
2: the use of a technology rather well, than the technology crutch. itself. Yeah,
3: there's going to always be people that use either technology or something else, or just <coughs> they don't bother calling at all. I mean, you mm-hmm. even got the phone—they don't call. Well, I called them two times a week. It doesn't matter. The the flip side of that though is maybe there's a custody dispute, and they can only see each other once a week. But the other side's like, well, I'll let you hang out in her room on the computer and just you can hang out with her while she plays and then you get to see your daughter or your son play which is worth a million dollars if you never to see yeah. your son a lot yep.
4: been listening for a while and like what you hear let us know by taking a moment to rate or leave a comment on the owc radio channel on itunes
3: In a previous podcast, I believe we had Chris Forsman as a guest host on the show. Of uh, Ars Technica. Of Ars Technica. I pondered the question, how much bandwidth does Siri cause or consume? Because no one had really known about that yet because Siri was brand new. So a new study shows that the the new iPhone with Siri doubles data consumption. That's the 4S. That's the 4S. Due to increasing use of online services like Siri. So Siri is actually promoting using more and more of your bandwidth. Hmm. So... That's interesting. You know, hey Siri, where's that? That's a voice thing going out to the server, coming back, kicking back, then find the results and all that. So as you integrate items that you may not have used Internet for, such as reminder, now you're using Siri to do the reminder. You're now using Internet bandwidth to do a reminder because it's just five seconds versus going through reminders for about a minute to make
1: it. Okay, up. so using bandwidth that has nothing to do with data caps, though, right? Oh, it has most, to do with data okay. caps. most assuredly does. Uh, you use does. more bandwidth, you use more data, and then you okay. hit your data cap all faster. Right. So
3: that's it's one thing that. They've got to be real timid <coughs> so on it. So who's
2: screwing who over? Is, yeah. is Apple screwing? No, actually, it's who's screwing us over. Is it Apple screwing us over because they're creating a product that uses more data, which is going to come up well, against data cap? You
3: don't have cap? to use Siri. You don't have to. Well, so integrated into encur- the system. But once you encourage people, it's, it's kind of like the whole Netflix argument. Wow, Netflix is great for streaming, but I'm also hitting my caps on my bandwidth at home. And Netflix tells the telephone uh, carrier, we'll make a better internet, make it faster. It's like, but you have to pay some of that. You don't just get to come up with a feature that uses all the bandwidth up on the internet and then tell the internet company to make it faster. It's like, money? Yeah. (laughs) You know. Yeah, you want to deliver, you have to provide. So the Apple and all the other, you know, little app makers have to be a little conscious of the fact that if you're going to tack on something that adds more bandwidth, either the bandwidth caps have to move, which they should. They're too limiting right now. Two gig is a joke. Or you don't come up with that. And that's why I pretty much said from the start that the bandwidth caps limit what you can now do on the internet. I'm not saying everything should be like Netflix or YouTube heavy. I mean, those guys got to pay money to the carriers if they demand the carriers make a better internet or a faster internet. But it does limit what you can come up with. Like, oh, it has to use little chunks and use them up small. I'm on an unlimited one, a limited plan for my phone, so I really don't care so much, but I still care that, hey, 2 gig's a joke. Hmm. Do you try to use 2 gig on an iPad? iPad just screams, use up data.
2: Yeah, there's what, 10 minutes?
3: (laughs) Well, if you're watching one movie, you just use half. And then if you watch two movies, you're done. Then it's ten gigs, ten dollars a gig thereafter. Oh. And so no. You gotta you gotta do something about that there. But it's just interesting to know that Siri is promoting the use of online more. Well, if
1: you placed your order for the Steve Jobs figurine, you'll either be happy or unhappy to know that your deposit will be being refunded. The pre-orders are being returned because the company in Icons has decided to not produce the likeness of the Steve Jobs action figure. They, they said that they didn't overstep any legal boundaries, but they've decided to completely stop the offer out of heartfelt sensitivity to the feelings of the Jobs
3: family. You said an action figure. You come with a camo?
1: Well, he's, he is posed, and he does have um, even New Balance sneakers. And um, a an device. Yeah. And yeah, um, glasses. I'm thinking, okay, these things go black market, instant collectible, very highly valued. And highly creepy looking. oh yes. yeah that, yes. and
2: it, that's kind of it's creepy. disturbing
3: well i don't think any of us were going to rush out and buy it i mean that's just no. i mean if if you want like a nice item that would be a nice dedication steve Jobs maybe on your desk or something buy like a, a like the a lego copy of figurine. a designer glasses that are like 400 bucks and put them on your desk or or the,
2: the lego figurine that they had a few years back i don't even remember that. oh yeah they had like little lego minifigure that would you know, they gave they them a mini little steve jobs really? yeah they did a mini steve jobs they, they actually oh, they also a, had a mini Woz. they had a mini. Uh, they did one that was in the style of uh, the iPod commercials at the time, You know, just the, the bright-colored background and the, a black silhouette.
1: I don't even remember that. Well, Look you could up. do what OWC Mike here has done and take in, what is it, Newsweek or Times or a combination of them? A combination and, of like Newsweeks, Times. The it, covers yeah. and create a uh, – it's not really a diorama. It's more no, of a – uh, three yeah.
3: magazines all yeah. in a row. It's Frames. a
0: collage. A collage. It's not <laughs> a collage. It
3: is not a collage. It's just uh, the magazines in a frame. It's <laughs> an independent frame each. They're all in one. Okay. So one frame. Well, the other thing That you was could before do. his death. Yeah, it's yeah. creepier after his death. It was more of a study, because I've always studied Apple. Mm. So it's a little creepier after, but if you want something to remember by, that's cool, too. It just have, you know, mm. I'd rather have him around than dead.
1: You so. could always do what he did when he wasn't at Apple anymore, dig out colored fruit out of an old Mac and put that on your desk. Mm. You guys ever hear that story? Mm-mm. Yeah, he took a pen knife and dug the icon right out of a Mac, and uh, he wouldn't have that on his desk with
3: that uh, logo. Mm. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you get mad you get revengeful of course the, the
2: the their reasoning for not doing this is what I find kind of amusing because you know since when has china ever really gone oh we're well, really sensitive Hong- that to that need other than the fact this that this is if Hong it was Kong. in China
3: this is Hong Kong. it's a, it's a different Different form of China. There's different legal action you can take in Hong Kong. Well, let's China. see. There's production, I believe, over there. And yeah. <laughs> Apple- well, there's different legal avenues you can take with Hong Kong yeah. versus mainland
1: China. They probably said, you want to keep people employed? Ah, you want to put some pressure on this company.
2: Yeah, yeah. so it would... I the know- other
1: thing, though, that you pointed out, there, there is a um, California law about
3: likeness. It's what Likeness is it? rights. Is 70, you have 70 years of likeness rights in California unless you've signed them over.
1: Yeah, that's wild. So, But that would only be U.S. law, though. So. Yeah. But you have some
3: form of right where California could go against. Mm-hmm. Hey.
2: And let's face it, Apple Legal does have considerable push, even though it's Jobs Family versus China. I'm sure Apple Legal said, oh, we'll take care of this for well, you. I'm
3: sure there was a mention of, well, let's see, you have designer glasses, an iDevice, and New Balance. So you got Apple, the glass maker, yeah. and New Balance. They could sue you, too, because yeah. Yeah. you're selling mocks of their product. On a product, that's the likeness of Steve Jobs. So you're messed up four times over. I don't think you come out with this. Bottom
2: line, glad to see that this didn't come to light. Yes. The yes. kailash yes. has yes. been put on.
3: Creepiness
1: about it. Hey, listeners, if you'd like to join the OWC Radio podcast and you live in the Midwest, feel free to give us a shout-out at podcast at com. You could also hit Forsmac. That's uh, Chris Forsman from Ars Technica on Twitter and see how he thought about it, because he really enjoyed it. And it's, it's kind of an open forum. You can bring your thoughts and suggestions. So we'd really like to you know, invite you guys. Come on out. Join the podcast.
4: We have cookies. You've been listening to OWC Radio, the official podcast of Otherworld Computing. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at podcast at maxsales.com, and we'd be happy to share your comments and contributions on an upcoming episode. Thanks again for listening, and we look forward to hearing from you.